Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one, let's go. Welcome back to the Mind and Muscle Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to continue your health and fitness journey even when people don't support you. Today, I have a special guest from the Founders Corner. You all loved hearing from her last time, so I brought her back. Welcome, Rachel. Hey. We are going to dive straight in because we both are very passionate about this topic. We talked about it together and we're like, oh my gosh, this would be such a good topic because I personally have had so many encounters like this on my 15 years of my fitness journey, Rachel, for the past five years of hers. And we get a lot of questions from members too, like how to navigate this. So I just thought we could throw something together, help piece maybe some quotes together that we find are very respectful on like comebacks on how to navigate people's thoughts and opinions. So we're going to start with two quotes of our favorite. Rachel's going to read the first one. Unwanted advice is criticism. I love that. I love it, and it's true. If you didn't ask for it, then it's criticism. And take that with a grain of salt, but it's true. Um, You can apply that to your fitness journey, your life in general, parenting, and and what you – check your resources. Like, my dad has always taught me to, like, if you don't respect that person or you wouldn't change lives with them, don't – accept their advice. And I I still to this day use that. My quote would be, be proud of who you are, not ashamed of how someone else sees you. And I love that because, again, it can be applied to all aspects of your life. Maybe that person who's very critical of you or has this opinion of you doesn't truly know who you are to your core and your roots. And it doesn't matter what their opinion is. Just love yourself and be worried about like, how well are you doing? So it's common for many people who are trying to start working out, improve their health, so many different things, change career paths, any of this, to have family and friends who don't support you. Um, they It's hard to stay motivated and focused on your goals. It can be challenging, but it's important to remember that on your health and fitness journey, it's about you and you should never let someone else's opinion or attitude hold you back. In this podcast, we're going to explore some of the challenges that you may face and offer some tips to help you stay on track. So first things first, we're going to talk about some of the obstacles that you may you may feel from other people. And the first one would be sabotage. Sometimes people may try to sabotage your progress by offering you unhealthy food, tempting you with like, oh, just skip your workout or it's Friday. You don't need to do leg day. Just come out with the girls. I've heard that one before. Or try to discourage you from pursuing your goals. So I think that's really important that you just stay and align with what your goals are. It's okay to say no. Say no to things that don't feel good anymore. 
it's okay to say no to maybe traditions that you've outgrown as a family or individually. Um, It's okay to turn down a girl's night if you know it's not going to make you feel good. Another thing that you might encounter might be peer pressure. Your friends and family, they might try to um, pressure you into eating or drinking something that maybe it's not a part of your health plan or you just really don't want it. It doesn't make you feel good. Yes. And might be discouraging to helping you pursue your goals. So, I mean, peer pressure is all around with everything, but you have to kind of just, I think it just helps to keep your eye on what your goals are and that each small step forward is progress and that you can tell them no. We can tell them no politely if you feel like you need to, but you don't have to explain yourself. Eventually, I think once they see you working towards it, they'll come around, but that pressure will be there. Yeah, and it's going to feel uncomfortable to say no to things and people like what you would normally say, like, hey, y'all want to go over for a barbecue on Friday night? Normally, you'd say, yeah, but does it serve you and your goals or the season of life that you're in in a positive way or a negative way? Do you always leave in a fight with your spouse or do you always leave self-sabotaging yourself because you overate or you overdrank or now I have, I wasted, this is just like personally, you're like, I just wasted an entire perfect week of hitting my macros because I had a drink. And maybe you weren't going to do that if you just said no. And I'm not saying you can't go to social events and you have to say no to everything if it's going to interfere with your goals. I'm not saying that. I'm saying until you become strong enough to know your boundaries of like, I can go to this event and stay in tune with what my goals are and align with them and my macros, that's fine. Or maybe you go, you eat the cheeseburger and you eat the cake and you move on. But you have to be strong enough to do those things and not let it become a snowball effect where you're going to go to one barbecue on a Friday night, have one glass of wine, eat their food, and know it ends there. That's the self-power you have to have in the you control the food. The food doesn't control you because one single meal, one evening of s'mores or whatever it is doesn't have to be like, well, I had that. Now I have to... Now it's just a cheat weekend and I'll just start over on Monday. We get that so many times. Like people will be like, Jen, my weekend just turned into one thing led to another and it turned into a disaster. And it can happen. I've been there. I've experienced it personally. But you don't have to let it. That doesn't mean just because you went out to with friends on Friday night that Saturday morning for breakfast, lunch, and dinner has to also be out of control and chaos. That means... After that one thing ends, your next meal is going to be high protein, get your water in and move on if you want to see your results. It's up to you. Completely the ball's in your court. So how to overcome these obstacles? Here's a few tips. We're going to give you five tips and kind of talk in between them on what we feel like works best for us from our experience. Focus on your why. It's essential to have a why in a word whenever you start my program, at least. I make you choose a word, and so you hashtag it every day with your sweaty selfie or not, but you pick a word that motivates you for that year. Like, what are your intentions for this next 12 months? What does that look like? Okay, pick a word that aligns with it and that gets you up off of the couch at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night after 
you know, you didn't get any sleep, you're tired, you're stressed, you have to work in the morning, it's everyone's life, pick a word that picks you up and makes you press play. And your why, so important to have a powerful why that sends you to your core of like, why am I doing this? Rachel has really good thoughts on the why. When I started Jen's program five years ago, well, I guess about four, and um, shortly after my dad passed away, and I was sitting with my family in the oncologist office waiting for my dad's appointment, and they, the nurses were wheeling out a lady who they could no longer do any treatments for, and so everyone was crying, and I just remember then vowing to myself that I was going to continue to work out to be stronger, and stronger was my word that I had picked, and it ended up being the word I needed that year to be stronger, both physically, but also mentally and emotionally as well as spiritually. And so I think whatever your word is will pull you through some of the hardest times of your life, especially those days you really just working out is the last thing you want to do. But those are usually the workouts you need the most. But even in any area of your life, you know, stronger mentally or just stronger for someone else. So I think that your why is super important. It can change always changing depending on the season that you're in you know i have had a lot of sweaty scissors this year specifically who've had you know some unexpected health issue pop up and they have to have surgery or they had to be out for something for an extended period of time and they're concerned that they're going to lose their progress and i always tell them you're not going to lose your progress in you know six to eight weeks I don't mean wreck havoc on the food. Like you can, just because your body needs a break doesn't mean that that means you have to spiral with your food. Yes, you shouldn't be so hyper-focused on following macros and all that. Just eat intuitively. Fuel your body with food. You need to heal. And so just focus on healing. And muscle memory is a beautiful thing. So powerful. I've had surgeries before where I'm out a couple weeks and it's like, oh my gosh, I just, you feel soft. Nope. The minute you get moving again, those body, your body knows what it's doing. And so I always will tell them like, focus on your why. Why are you doing this? What motivates you? And even if they have to kind of like pivot just a little bit during that season, they find a new why or a new motivation that pushes them to get through that recovery, then that is what it looks like, but you, your why has to be big enough to pull you to do anything. That's what kicks in your simultaneously with your discipline. Your why are you doing this? Okay, that's going to go hand in hand with like, I don't, I'm not feeling motivated to do this today, but motivation comes after movement. And like Rachel has said in the past, like maybe just go sit outside for five minutes and let the sunshine on your face. That is enough to get you motivated. Maybe it's enough just to clear your head a little bit. Go for a walk. Maybe do 10 minutes of the workout if that's all you can do. Just do something and sit in, in those 10 minutes. Think about your why. And then you'll be like, okay, realign your thoughts a little bit. So another one is communicate with your loved ones. It's important to communicate with them to make sure they know what your goals are and how you're going to pursue them. Like come at them with a plan. If they can't be supportive right off the bat, maybe you have to sit down with them and have a hard conversation. Maybe your husband doesn't love the fact 
doesn't know how to support you with your your fitness journey and your lifting weights. Maybe he feels intimidated because you're lifting weights and he truly maybe knows nothing about it. And that makes him feel intimidated. Probably I'll never say it, but likely that's what's happening. We've seen it thousands of times. And so you're like, okay, I need you to like hang out with the kids so I can do my workout. And then do you want to do a workout? Johnny has tons of free workouts that you can do. So then he's not working out with Jen and Johnny because Johnny's on 98% of my workouts. But it's Johnny solo. Like encourage him to go do the things too. And if that's a bus and they're like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, cool. I got to do this for me. I need you to support me. Having a support system is huge. And if you can't find that with your spouse or your loved ones, like that's when the sweaty sister comes in to play with you. You have thousands of opportunities there with sweaty sisters to find someone to help support you. And that will that feeds into the next one where finding like-minded people. If you don't feel like you have someone close to help support you, you can find that in the sweaty sisterhood. Um, just making a post. Hey, I, you know, I'm looking for support. Maybe I need somebody who to tag me in their post, and then I'll tag you just for that a little extra push to get it in. You're gonna have probably lots of women who will, oh hey, be like me, or you'll connect with somebody that you don't even know outside of the group, and they will be the best support system for you to help push you through with some, your journey. Some of my favorite stories are like members who will do that. They'll put themselves out there and be like, hey, I need an accountability partner. And then they just start tagging each other, which then turns into them like messaging each other. And then they're best friends in real life. And they're like, this person lives 10 hours away from me and she's my best friend. And I love that. And then when we have like a big meet and greet, they just love and hug each other. It's the best thing. And some of these, a lot of these people don't even know each other before they started with JGFG. So another one is to be prepared. If you know you're going to be in a situation where you're surrounded by unhealthy food, pack your own. Don't be afraid. I can't tell you how many times I've packed my own lunches and dinners to go out to eat in nursing school. Everyone would just quickly go out to eat and I was the only one. I was sitting there eating my tuna and rice and minding my own business and they'd be like, come on, Jen, just eat out with us. Come on, just eat Chinese with us. And I'm like, no, I have specific goals and this is what I want to do. And they they would criticize me or, oh, come on, we're going to eat at McDonald's. No, I am going to stick to what I'm doing. You do you. I'm not asking you to eat this. Like, you don't worry about me. You worry about you. And it comes with being able to do that and the confidence to do that comes in time. But you have to do it once to be like, it's not the end of the world to eat your own food and be like, maybe you're preparing, like you're going to your in-law's house and you know she's always makes like really home style buttery type dishes. And you're like, that just does not align with my macros. I know personally, if I go off of it one day, or one meal, it's just going to snowball. Maybe you're not there yet mentally to be able to be like, okay, one meal and then move on. Or maybe your goals are just so tight that you you want to stay in on track. It's okay to pick and pack your own meal, warm it up, put it on a plate and eat it while everyone else is eating their food. And maybe you send a text beforehand and you're like, hey, I have specific goals that I am after and is no offense to you. 
why I'm doing this, but I have to eat my own meal tonight. And thank you for preparing this for us. And we appreciate your hard work and we love you. But tonight I'm going to eat my own meal. I'm just going to warm it up and put it on a plate and it's going to be okay. And it people react on how you kind of carry the presence of what you're doing. Like don't ask for approval or they're going to give you their opinion. Just say this is what I'm going to do and be very kind and gentle with it. And but be very matter of fact, like, nope, this is what I'm going to do. And it's okay. Like, I'm not asking you to like it. I'm not asking if it's okay. I'm telling you this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't give any room for anyone else's opinion. And so say you're on the go to a restaurant. I've talked about it in my macro podcast. Like, research the menu before. Put it in your macro app beforehand. See what you can eat. Prep. Message me. Ask if, like, I have any suggestions on based on this menu. And also for if you're traveling, I always have the travel workouts. Don't feel like you're traveling so you can't do it. There's so many options. And when you're traveling, also... um. It's really important to call ahead to your hotel or wherever you're staying. They might have a gym, but sometimes I think some sweaty sisters have found out what they might say they have might on like websites and things and pictures might be different than what they really have. So you might just call and double check. Do you have like dumbbells, weights? Do what do you have? And if you get there and they don't um, and you weren't prepared, you can do the weights, the workouts, like the travel workouts, or you can use gins like Jen has suggested before, just like gallon jugs of water, or water bottles, or whatever. But calling ahead is to be prepared. Yeah. I always like the saying, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And so if you're you're like just free balling it, you're probably gonna fail at something. And that's okay. Like you gotta fail to learn. And that is what it is. So one of my favorite ones, I don't know if you saw it, it was a couple of weeks ago, a sweaty sister, she gets MVP on creativity. Her kids have soccer practice and it was interfering with her workout time. Ultimate, no excuses. She took her mini stepper and went to the soccer field and did the, pulled up the workout and did the mini stepper while she was at her kid's soccer practice. I thought it was so amazing and creative and it just she made it work. I love it. She like that is the ultimate of like, yeah, this is making me uncomfortable, but she's growing and now she got the confidence. Like, sure, people are probably like, what's that lady doing? I wish I could do something like that. And you're inspiring people to do it. So be the person that you need. Be the inspiration. Set the tone. Walk through the door with your chest up, shoulders back. Be the strongest in the room in every single room that you're walking in. Set the tone. Like my very first podcast, I talked about how you treat yourself in the way you respect yourself is allowing how other people are going to treat you. So you set the tone on that. We're going to go with the next tip that we have, which is to stay positive. You're going to have setbacks and obstacles. That's just a natural part of life, a part of the journey, but you don't let them get you down or discouraged. Just have to keep on, push through them, um, stay positive, always look forward. One setback isn't going to just derail everything. If you don't let it, you just have to keep pushing forward. And I always have told my own children at home too, and we all make mistakes, but how you handle your mistakes says a lot about you. And I think will also set you up for success. Don't, you know, own up to it and move forward and keep going. Not Yeah. If you're going to mess up, it's okay. Everyone does. You're going to fail. You're going to learn and you're going to probably fail again and you're going to learn again. But how you treat that failure or that situation is going to be how people treat you around it. 
or how people's opinion of you are going to be. It says about who you are. Um, we had a situation. Addie had like a big mess up and her friends like knew about it at school and she was nervous to go back to school. And like, I was like, it's okay. Everybody messes up, but you don't get to be, make a mistake. And then you're like, sit in it and you're like feeling sorry for yourself about it and you're letting people talk about you over it. No, you're going to walk through that door. You're going to go to school. She was like trying to get out of school. And I was like, no, you're going to walk through the door, your chest up, shoulders back, strongest in the room. And you're going to be like, you know what, guys, I messed up. It's okay. I learned and we're going to move on. And she did just that. I was so proud of her for being seven years old and being just like, I apologize for, to who I needed to, I messed up. I'm sorry. It's over with. If you hear people talking about it, say, you know what? I just don't really think that's an appropriate time to talk about this. If you have anything you need to say, you can just talk to me about it. You need to talk to each other about it. And she's like, I like that. And I'm like, it. You take charge of how people talk about you, how they react about you. You're in charge of those things. And if you don't like it, fix it. Because if you don't, no one else is going to fix it for you. So you have to be your own voice. And teaching that to your kids is really hard. This episode is sponsored by Top Notch Athletics. We customize tailored clothing for those that are here to get things done. We design clothes for those that never settle. The peak performers, the ones that never sell themselves short of the best. The high risers, those that never quit. The strongest in the room. Step into these clothes and your mindset shifts. You become Top Notch. Check out tnclothing.com to become your top-notch self. We kind of skipped one topic that I really like and Rachel and I like is like you may not get the compliments and the support from people that you want or feel like you should expect it from. And sometimes it's like your significant other, your family, your friends, like your best friends. Maybe they don't know how to give you those compliments I know from my own experience from people in my life that you like want to hear those positive affirmations from and you don't. It's not about you. It's usually about them. And not saying that in like a negative tone of like more like maybe they don't realize that you need that. Maybe they don't know how to say those things to you. Maybe they think you already know that about yourself. And so that's when the sweaty sisterhood comes into play. And there everyone's going to clap so loud for you. They're so proud of you. They're You're crushing it. You're doing amazing. Look at the changes through your delts and your quads. And like, I see so many changes through your face. Like, we're here to pick you up and be that person that you need. So don't be super stressed out when your family's not giving it to you. And maybe that means you have a hard conversation and you're like, you know, I've been working really hard and you haven't said anything. And I just like, it kind of hurts my feelings that you're not acknowledging the hard work that I'm putting in, I would appreciate it if you could, you know, that makes me feel good and like to keep pushing hard. And yeah, that feels weird. Maybe you write them a note, maybe you send it in a text, but it is sometimes people don't know that you need that from them until you address it. And I think sometimes too, they might see you getting support from or compliments from other people and think, well, you have that. You don't need it from me too. But those that you love and that are close to you, it's important to get it from them too. So I always try to make remember that to use that as a learning for myself to when I think something about someone such as a family 
member or a friend, compliment them. If you're thinking it and it's a compliment, say it. Just yes. like, you know, if you're thinking, man, that I or you might not notice them, send them a message. Hey, is everything okay? I was just thinking about you today. Like just something simple as that. Makes or, their day. I yeah. don't care who you are. Like if you're like, oh my gosh, that person was thinking about me. That makes my day. Like I had a friend who just texted me like, you've been on my mind all weekend. I hope you had a good Easter. I hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that was like, oh, that was so sweet of her. And say what is on your mind because one day there's going to be a time where you don't get to say it. And life is not guaranteed tomorrow. And we don't know. And you're going to be like, I wish I would have said those things to that person. Say it. And also, you don't know what's going on in people's heads. And maybe, maybe you just save their life. Or maybe you just completely change their day. Or they're going through something so hard and they haven't told anyone. And you completely just brighten their whole week up. If it's on your heart, it's there for a reason. I agree. I agree 100%. And so we're going to talk really quick, like rapid fire, five quotes that we feel are very respectful, that people really won't have too much to say after you say it. So like say there's a situation I can, I mean, I can list millions of like different scenarios from members telling me myself personally. So like one scenario would be, the response of to acknowledge someone's feelings, but you're making your intentions clear. So it'd be like, I understand that you may not agree with my choices, but this is something that's important to me and it makes me happy. I would appreciate it if you could at least support me with that and leave it at that. And so when I'm saying these come in hand, it can be like family can be mean and cruel and nagging. And so... Don't let them derail you. You have to be confident enough to say this kind of stuff to end it. Because if you don't, unfortunately, you're allowing them to bully you or whatever that looks like. Say those things to you, causing you to derail yourself. I've had members who have had months and months and months of success. They go around their family and then they spiral and derail and they have to recover for a month before and then here comes the next birthday party. And then they're around them again. And then they're like, almost some of them get kind of mean and evil. And I'm like, I can't even imagine putting myself in your situation and being around family that is that mean and unsupportive of you and your journey. But another one would be, I appreciate your concern, but I've done my research and I'm confident in the choices I'm making for my health. And I don't think you can really say much else after that, when someone says it to you, you're like, I'm confident with this. I've done my research. I'm. This is for me, not for you. I'm not doing this for you. This is for me. So I'll let Rachel take on a couple. Um, I understand that you may not see the benefits of this right now, but I believe that over time, you'll see how much it's improved my life. So that just acknowledges that they have some skepticism about your choices and what you're doing with your journey right now. But it also shows that you're committed to sticking with it and your health journey and you believe that you're going to see the positive results. Another one would be, I'm doing this for myself, not for anyone else. I'm not trying to please anyone but me. So that also makes it really clear that you're not trying to meet anyone else's expectations, that this is your health journey and it is about taking care of you and your goals that you have for yourself. Right, you're not like, I'm competing with you. And another one that I like 
I have one more after this, but just bouncing off of Rachel's was like at that moment, you're like, do you want to join JGFG with me? I would love to tag you in my sweaty selfies. I feel so good. And then tell them like, I feel so much more energy. I feel so like my cravings are less. I've been getting a gallon of water a day. Like I know it can feel intimidating to start all at once, but if you just start small with like, just start walking and getting some water in or just start focusing on getting, you know, 120 grams of protein a day, like just start small. Maybe that's like, they don't know how to ask for help and that's their ask in a very critical way. And maybe not, maybe they're like, no, thank you. I don't know. Could be both, but I've seen both sides personally from my own experience. And I think sometimes if you continue to be positive about it and they see that eventually they're going to ask and want, and a lot of times that's what leads to them joining and you being able to share more. So many testimonials of like, oh, I watched my sister-in-laws do this for years before I joined. The only thing I'm mad about is I didn't start sooner. I mean, that's essentially the number one like feedback. like, I'm just mad I didn't start sooner. And another one would be, I hope you can support me in this, but if you can't, I understand it's my journey and I'm committed to making this work for me. This response just shows like, I value your support, and but this is about me. And if you can't support it, that's okay. Like I've got me, I've got my sweaty sisterhood that supports me. You can even include that. Like, it's okay, I don't need your support because then they're like, she doesn't need me. And then that's whenever their criticism kind of falls off and they're like, it's like you're so confident in yourself. You're the strongest in the room that it's okay that I don't have your support. It's okay. Like I've got the sweaty sisters. I've got Jen. I've got these friends. They all support me in this journey. It's okay. If you can't, I get it. It's fine. Maybe you don't really get it, but you don't have to explain that to them. And then I guarantee you'll notice some shifts on, um, the kind of feedback and criticism you're getting. Like Rachel said, unwanted advice is criticism. So take it or leave it. Take it with a grain of salt. If it's not someone you truly respect and value or would switch lives with, then maybe just dismiss it and move on and be like, I'm just so sorry. Another feedback, I saw this, I read it in this book I was reading and they were like, if someone says something so mean to you in front of others, because some people that's how they like feel they're joking And I cannot stand to be around people who make other people the butt of their joke. Like, you will not do that. I will, if I find, if I'm in a room with someone like that, I will oftentimes like try to redirect the attention back on them because I'm like, it's not cool. I don't know why you think that's funny. And they say, if someone says something so mean to you that you almost like left speechless and it's in a group of people, just be like, are you okay? And that's all you say. Are you okay? And then they're like, uh, yeah. And if they're like, what do you mean? Be like, that was really rude. Are you okay? And then it just makes them like, holy cow, what did I? Uh, and then a little self-reflection. Don't be afraid to be the voice. Like if you can't stand up for you, and like I said in another podcast, like the way you allow people to treat you and the way you treat yourself and the respect you give yourself and the kind of love you have for yourself is going to be how people treat you. And so you set the tone. You have to decide how am I going to allow people to treat me? It's all up to you, truly. And it, it it's not something you just start overnight and have this confidence doing overnight. It's a buildable, practicable thing that you have to practice every day. 
I love myself. I am worthy. I'm strong. I'm powerful. You have to start knowing that and believing it to truly feel it. And then once you feel that about yourself, it gets easier to receive that love from other people, but also set the standard of like, I will not accept to be treated any other way other than this way. And that's what all of this boils down to. You have to love yourself enough, work on being confident enough, and it's easy to pick out the bad things about yourself that you don't like. So start practicing talking about the good things you do like about yourself. So this week, we're going to leave you on a challenge. We challenge you to get a sticky note. (laughs) I love my sticky notes. And write down five things that you love about yourself. Nothing physical, because we'll save that for another time, but things that you truly love yourself about yourself. So Rachel, what are five things you love about yourself? I am loyal. I'm a hard worker. I can find a positive in all situations. You're genuine. Okay, I'm genuine, and I will be a strong figure in your life for whatever you need. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's hard to sit. So ask yourself those things. And it may take you two minutes. It may take you 30 seconds or 20 minutes to sit and think about it. And then do the same thing with your kids. Have them if you have kids. If not, do it with your spouse too. Men specifically get very uncomfortable when you have them do this. I know Johnny would be if I, and I'm going to have them do it tonight. But we do this with, we often, if we're out to eat with my parents, we go around the table and we will say one thing we love about each other. Nothing physical. What's one true core thing we love about each person? So I will typically start and I'll like start with Johnny and then go to my dad, my mom, and then my kids and then watch and really soak it in. I like to go first because then I like to sit and listen And just like take in the moments. And I have the kids go last because then they can figure out like what we're talking about. And it's it's really fun to be like, then it kind of like makes me reevaluate some of my parenting skills because they'll be like, I really love when daddy goes outside and plays with us. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to be inside doing this. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go outside and play with you guys because that's what they're connecting with. And so then I like go from there. And so practice, have your kids write down or just tell you the five things they love about themselves, put it on a sticky note, give them their name on it, put it on the fridge and preach that to them. And like, I love when you were so kind to your friend just now, like instantly. So then they know in the moment, that's what kindness is. I love how thoughtful you were whenever you got him this treat too, and not just yourself that teaches him, oh, that's thoughtfulness. So like practice it daily and then do it to yourself too. Like I love that Rachel can meet me anywhere I'm at in my life and she loves me exactly for who I am. And like she's there through all seasons. And so I, after Rachel's last podcast, I had so many people be like, do you think she'd accept me as a friend? And I'm like, yes, I do think she would. But Rachel is quite the friend to have. Like she's always gonna be in your corner for you. And so- just practice that. Do that challenge. It may change every couple of months and stick it on your fridge and it will change your life truly. Find the things you love about yourself and focus on those more than the things you don't love. Love your body and it will love you back. 
We love you. You are strong. You are powerful. You are worthy. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong, you are powerful, you are worthy, and you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.